0: Welcome to the podcast where we discuss anything and everything criminal. I'm your host, Jordan Lee. On today's episode, we are going to delve into the tragic case of three killer brothers. A quiet night of friends hanging around a campfire turned into a bloodbath that would change the area forever. The Gitche Manitou State Preserve is located in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. On November 17, 1973, it was the site of a massacre. Local teenagers, Stuart Bod, 18, his brother Dana, 14, Mike Hadrath-15, Roger S.M. 17 and Sandra Chesky-13, were spending the evening around a campfire in the woods. They shared a joint and sang along as they strummed a guitar, just a typical night for teenagers in 1973. At the same time, a group of brothers was in the same park to poach deer. The Friar brothers, Alan 29, David 24, and James 21, were no strangers to illegal actives. The brothers had previously been arrested for transporting stolen vehicles across state lines and routinely robbed weapons and other items. The guns they were carrying with them that night had been stolen. As the brothers hunted in the woods, they heard singing. They followed the sound until they discovered the teenagers around the campfire. David had been ordered to go find out what was going on. He spied on the group for a few minutes before going back to tell his brothers what he saw. David said that there were four guys and one girl and that they were smoking marijuana. The brothers discussed what they wanted to do, then came up with the plan to pretend to be narcotic officers and kill the victims and take their stash. During the trial, the Friar brothers admitted that they thought narcotics agents had free range to kill anyone using drugs. The brothers went back to their truck and got more guns and ammunition. They scaled a small ridge that overlooked the campfire and prepared for their attack. The teenagers thought they heard noises in the woods, thinking it might be animals. Roger Essam went to investigate. The Fryer brothers opened fire. Roger Essam was instantly killed, and Stuart Bod was wounded. Michael Hadrath and Sandra Chesky were able to run and take cover behind some trees. The brothers yelled for the two in the woods to come out. Sandra and Michael came out, and Michael asked, ''Who the hell do you think you are?'' Alan Fryer responded by shooting Michael in the arm. He and Sandra both fell to the ground. But the brothers forced them up, saying they were playing dead. Alan and David Fryer led Michael and Sandra, along with Dana Bod, down a trail leading away from the campfire. When the Fryers got to the teenager's van, they tied Sandra up and placed her inside. One of the brothers then went back and brought Stuart Bod to the van since he was still alive. Alan Fryer got behind the wheel of the van with Sandra inside and they drove away. Sandra would tell in court she watched as brothers James and David forced Dana Baud, Michael Hadrath, and Stuart Baud to walk further up the road, using shotguns. James and David Fryer executed the last three teenagers, leaving their bodies alongside a road in the park. Alan Fryer drove Sandra around, stopping to get gas at one point. He told her that he was the boss, and the other two took their orders from him. He insisted that they were narcotic agents and were within their rights to apprehend and shoot criminals. Eventually, the other two brothers met up with Alan and Sandra. Together the four of them drove to a farm. While there, James, the youngest brother, raped Sandra. The next day Alan told Sandra it was time to go home. Before they left, he filled up his tank with gas from a large red fuel tank on the farmhouse property. While driving Sandra home, Allen still insisted he was a police officer and that he was letting her go because she was too young to get busted. Later that day, a couple out-tests driving a car in the park found the bodies of Stuart, Dana, and Michael. Investigators would discover Roger's body the following day back at the campsite, the Bloody Woods. On the first inspection of the bodies, investigators determined that the teens had been killed with shotguns, based on the gaping bullet wounds. Shell casing found at the scene proved the weapons to be 12, 16, and 20-gauge shotguns. The multiple weapons led the detectives to believe they were looking for at least three killers. The search for psychos, Lyon County Sheriff's Office was handling the investigation. Sandra had described the farm she was taken to, including the gas tank next to the house. Sheriff Craig Vincent thought Sandra would be able to recognize it if she saw it again. So on November 29th, the two drove around the farm areas of Sioux Falls. Eventually, they came across a farmhouse near Hartford, South Dakota. Sandra recognized it at once, and just like she said, there was a large red fuel tank next to the house. On their way back to the police station, a bizarre event happened. Driving the other way towards them was Alan Fryer, in his blue pickup truck that Sandra had already described. That's him. That's the boss. Sandra cried out to Sheriff Vincent. The truck was pulled over, and Alan Fryer was arrested. His brothers David and James were found and taken into custody shortly after. Sandra Chesky would be able to pick all three out of lineups. They also matched the composite sketches she had helped create. The interrogations. After his arrest, Alan Fryer was put in the box and sweated by investigators. Alan claimed that the cops had it all wrong. The teenagers were the ones shooting at him and his brothers. Then when evidence proved this wasn't the case, Allen changed his story several times. Finally, Allen admitted that they had killed the teenagers because they wanted to steal the marijuana. David Fryer started out lying much like his brother had, but eventually told the truth too. The youngest brother James Fryer didn't follow suit with his brothers and admitted to it all. then insisted that it had all been his brother's fault. He told the detectives that it had all started when his brother David had called the jail, impersonating his boss, saying he needed James to work another shift. The brothers had just wanted to go out and shoot something that night. James Fryer had been convicted and sentenced to jail before the murders. He was actually still serving jail time on November 17 but was allowed to leave during the day for a work-release program. Instead, he went killing and raping with his brothers. James's story started similar to his brothers, that they believed the teens were smoking marijuana and decided to rob them of their weed. Alan pretended to be a cop as they descended on the group. Of course, he blames Alan for killing the first teenager at the campsite, and then his brother David for killing the other teens after Alan took the girl away. James says that the girl was into being with both him and David, that she was laughing and having a good time. But, who could believe anything these three brothers had to say? Trial and Convictions Sandra Chesky took the stand and told the jury what the brothers had done to her friends and her that fateful night in November. The brothers quickly turned on each other, all three claiming that the other two pulled the triggers and they were innocent. The defense tried to argue that some of the testimony and statements made by Sandra were inconsistent. They stemmed from when she had rewritten some of her earliest accounts. In the end, they proved to be minor changes and were attributed to the fact that she was a young girl only 13, and had recently been traumatized, Alan and James went to trial, while David pled guilty to three charges of murder and one charge of manslaughter. In the end, all three got the same sentence, life in prison without the possibility of parole. They are spending their time behind bars in Iowa. What kind of family create pack killers? If you look into the Fryer family history, you'll find abuse, violence, and a father who only had children so they could work for him he referred to them as his chore boys. Author Phil Hammond has written two books about the Gitchi Manitou State Park slaughter. They were criminals when they were in each other's presence, Phil told a journalist. For the Friar brothers, life was all about what was going to be the next crime, what could they steal next, and what could they go out and shoot next. That's all for this episode. Please don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to support the channel, you can go to Pate Rion www.padairion.com forward slash foreverhauntedpodcast.com By joining our Pad Rion you will get access to bonus episodes monthly as well as a free ebook of creepy stories. Once a month I will draw names from the Pad runs and select winners for free bookmarks as well as signed paperback copies of creepy stories so don't forget to sign up. It only costs $2. Thanks for tuning into today's darkness. I hope to see you on the next chilling episode